Hello, and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. Delighted to be joined on the kind of penultimate, it's not quite penultimate just yet, but the latter stages of the season by Rocky. How are you, my splendidly attractive young sir? You do me a great service. Uh, pretty good now. Um, we're nearly through the worst month of the year. Um, much offence to anybody who has a birthday in January. Uh, yeah, we're hanging in there. We've got um, one game left. One game. Unless you count. Although the Pro Bowl game, is that even happening anymore? Or do they just have those skill-based games? I think it's pretty much the skill games at this stage. Uh no, there is a game, sorry. I do think there is a game. Apologies for the yawn. It's not for lack of entertainment. Um, I did just need to get the yawn. I'm fatigued now. I think, I think, I think that's why uh, we haven't quite made it in the podcast showbiz, is that um, your enthusiasm <laughs> is, is uh, or lack thereof, is apparent. Yeah, a, a yawn unfortunately does give off the allure of oh, not this fucking shit again. Yeah. but we do, we do genuinely enjoy doing this. That's why we're here. We just also work full time jobs. Well, he does. It's community service for me. We also try and watch a sport that is predominantly played outside of our circadian rhythm, um, yeah. especially these games. But yeah, look, uh, Rocky's pretty much gonna take the wheel on this one, guys. Um, not before time. Yep, giving a bit of free reign here. I've got a promotion is on the cards here if I if I do well. Um, look, it's it's going to be a very simple week. We've got two games to talk about. Um, one game probably uh, of of a higher quality, I would say. Um, but both games with plenty of talking points. Um. And, and both entertaining in their own way. So we'll start off with our first game. The first that happened was the Chiefs at the Ravens. Uh, Chiefs ultimately felt like they dominated, even though the scoreboard suggests it was tight enough. Final score of 17-10 to the Chiefs. Um, Sasquatch, any, just before we launch into some of the specific talking points, any broad takeaways from this game? Um. Yeah, a few to be honest with you. Um, a lot fell on Lamar Jackson. I would say it probably wasn't the best coach game. Like you're talking about the number one rushing side in the competition, and I think they had 16 rush attempts over the course of the game. Um, my viewership of this game was intermittent. Unfortunately, it was just. Uh, crazy Sunday but I've tried my best to catch up but he's a very active um, member of society dear listeners <laughs> yeah like I do kind of sometimes feel like to win an AFC championship game or an NFC championship game and not score in the second half kind of tells you just what the game was and it was the, an incredible defensive performance from the Chiefs a lot of errors from the... It was a lot of penalty yardage the Ravens gave away. Stupid kind of emotional penalties as well. Um, and I think, arguably, game at home, they kind of managed it quite poorly. And 
you'd be remiss to not kind of think that Mahomes is now in Brady territory in that he doesn't need a star-studded cast. He needs a good defense and a few, one or two smaller skilled players. Look, he's got a, a legendary tight end a la <laughs> Gronk and Brady. Mm. Um, I think it... it, it Kind of that air of grace already, I think. No, uh, no disagreements. Before we move on and we give the flowers to um, the victors, we'll we'll talk about one of the points you alluded to, and it is a big talking point: is the penalties in that game. Um, one of the most, well, one of the stories in the game. One of those broad takeaways that we won't, we end up will talking about is Zay Flowers. I think. I think if you look at the stat sheets, Zay Flowers will have had a good game. He caught the Ravens' first touchdown on their early promising-looking drive. Um, but later on in the game, he caught a 30-yard pass from Lamar Jackson. He committed a taunting penalty, um, which in the end didn't... Um, it wasn't too significant as uh they didn't score a touchdown on that drive anyway that was the drive that he fumbled that was that's a, that's the next point of his um mm-hmm. diving for the goal line i think that's a bit of a no-no and then of course i'm gonna get all accumulated then in him going over to the bench and slapping the bench in frustration and cutting his arm or he cut cutting his finger um mm-hmm. I think a great season for Zay Flowers and great promise for the young fella. But as you say, some penalties committed by him, some mistakes, and it kind of embodied the whole Ravens team, I think. We saw a couple of uh, roughing the passers on Patrick Mahomes too. As you say, ill-discipline. Yeah, they kind of got caught up in the moment. They kind of got a bit emotional for me. Um, Yeah, I like... Sorry to hark on about it, but just like they were a phenomenal rush inside, and you just look, look. I'm just at the box score up here in front of me. Carries Lamar eight for fifty four yards. Gus Edwards three for twenty yards. Say Flowers had two for four yards, and then finally Justice Hill had three carries for three yards. I think um after the first quarter, and this might be slightly wrong, but it's it's it'll be. Very close to being correct. After the first quarter, mm. there were three carries by a running back from the league's number one rushing attack. I'm going to get rid of yourself there. Flowers and Lamar Jackson got their carries. That's six carries between Justice Hill and Gustavus. Yeah. It's, it's a flexibus, maybe. Um... It's, a, it's a good point as well. Um, because we saw the Cowboys have a very dominant defense the entire regular season, and they played a lot of man during the season and in their playoff game mm-hmm. went to zone and really fell apart. And we saw the Ravens have the number one os- off, uh, rushing offense and completely went away with it. Now, as you say, Lamar had some nice rushes. He had a really nice batted pass and catch and uh, yards after after that catch. Um, but they did, by and large, go away from their most important tool. Mm. Um, um, and see, see, yeah, I think... 
continue. No, no, I was just going to say continue is the bulk of the mind why coaches, coordinators go away from what works so well in the, the, the Especially one regular is, off season or regular one, season. One, one as experienced as Harbour. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, that was the key for me. I think... Not that... St- I, I always have on but styles make fights, but I think it was probably two of the premier defences going head-to-head. Or if you looked at the four sides, probably the two best defences of the four sides left in the competition going into this weekend. And while Baltimore's was kind of historically good, a lot of that good came from turnovers. And it's, it's not something the Chiefs are kind of renowned for is turnovers. Whereas the Chiefs' defence was not while it was exceptional, it wasn't predicated on turnovers. It was more keeping sides scoring low. And if you had to back a quarterback that was likely to give away a turnover, you would favour Lamar for that over Mahomes. That being said, the bloke can't do everything. And I think he's probably going to win the MVP. And we're like we're not a million miles away from a situation in which one, the Ravens were prepared to let him walk this offseason. And two, yet again, his only real weapon was what turned transpired to be an injured weapon in Mark Andrews. Isaiah Likely, don't get me wrong, did not give a bad account of himself all season. But, like, Zay Flowers is Zay Flowers, but he's been the premier wide receiver for this Ravens side. And look, yep, for them OBJ to get far, was as, nowhere to be seen. Mark Andrews... Barely contributed. Ah, look, he's he's he wasn't fit. No, no, no. But even still, I think most yeah. people expected a little bit more from from his return. Mm. Um, one thing I'll 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 read out a little statistic here. Uh, Lamar has had four trips to the playoffs now, and all four trips he has ended those journeys with the lowest score output of the Ravens of that season as in they've they they saved their worst offensive output for their their exit game um so and look I like the Ravens big fan of how they run big fan of Harbaugh and and how they they do things there but are they beginning to deserve a bit of the meme energy that the Cowboys in the playoffs get. Because maybe it's not as embarrassing, but it's it's terrible endings to four, not um, adjacent, but four consecutive playoff trips. It may not be as embarrassing, but it, it probably is as disappointing in terms of expectation versus output, um, most certainly. I mean, yeah. like... Um, Lamar is gonna gonna get a lot of flack this off season. I saw, and probably rightly so. He'll get a lot of the Joel Embiid, um, sort of criticisms. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and look that 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 stuff can be that kind of a take, that kind of a public opinion can be. There's only one way to shake it, um, and that is to go the whole hog and get, and end up with a ring. It's the only way to shake that. So. Look, I think there's a bit of work to be done in Baltimore in terms of, look, 
you've you've not treated like to I would be a big proponent of Lamar. I think he's got mistakes. He's not perfect, but I don't think he's he's had the opportunities in his career of other quarterbacks of his ilk. So like Patrick Mahomes now is in a situation where he can just work with limited like the grand scheme of things he may struggle over portions of the regular season, but clutch moments he can get by with what he has. But Lamar probably never had the opportunities that Patrick had in his early stages where he had an incredible wide receiving core, an incredible batch of weapons, and it was just Tariq's down there somewhere. So I think the Ravens might need to look at how they're building this roster. And maybe they sacrifice a few defensive pieces with a view to getting a few key free agents. Or maybe just draft. Blitz the, the receiver position. Yeah. I think that might just be how they're going to have to go. Like, get rookie wide receiver contracts and just have a turnover uh, during the tenure because that mobility is exceptional, but it is not going to last. Um, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I know he's a big body, but a body can take so much, absorb so much damage. Yeah, look, especially when, yeah, as you say, he's he's a very physical runner. Um, no, I think that's a good point. Um, I think a couple of years ago, the Carolina Panthers, their draft was exclusively defensive positions. I'm not going to argue now that the Ravens, with their however many draft picks, five to seven, should draft five to seven running backs. But I think, as you say, yeah, they, they can get a lot of production from, look, I don't think Justice Hill or Gustavus are world beaters at the running back position. I think they're just very good at scheming that sort of offense. So I think just a few more assets sunk in that receiver position. Because Flowers will get a lot of criticism, but he's had a good season and he does look great when the ball is in his hands. Um, I think he needs a few more of... Jackson needs a, a one or two more of that ilk on his team. I think Zay Flowers might get a bit of flack, but he, I think he's also playing to his potential. Yeah, you know, I don't think he really is a wide receiver one, if we're brutally honest. I find it hard to make that call just yet. Um, mm. I I don't even think there's a competition for wide receiver two there. Like, Odell has been so streaky. He's not reliable to me. Um, Aguilar, again, he has a nice catch every three to four games, I think. Um, like, I... I guess my point is more um, I don't think he is the calibre of a wide receiver one as opposed to as it pertains to the Ravens roster specifically I think he is the wide receiver one but I don't think he's wide receiver one No, talent. sure that I, I, I totally read you um, Yeah, you might say he has the skill set of that gadget explosive type player rather than your you know your AJ Brown or your CD Lamb the speed, finesse, and everything wrapped together. Um, I'm like, part of it might be that style of offense. Um, look, oh, voice broke there for a second. Look, the Ravens lost 17-10. 14 points were left on the field. Obviously, we talked about the Zay Flowers fumble, which was a great play. I know we'll move on to the Chiefs now in a second. Great play uh, by Lejarius Sneed. Um... But the end zone interception by Lamar, like that's on him, I think. Thrown into 
to uh, Isaiah Likely. I know he's your your big promising tight end, but throwing it the triple coverage mm. to your rookie rookie is he a rookie this year? He's not no. a rookie. He would have played last year. I think it's right. his second You're season. Right. Um, but yeah, a bit of an ill decision for me. Mm. Um, yeah, no, and and I think we both kind of said that's game. Yes, yeah. Um, at that time, yeah, I think any hope of a t- of a comeback was snuffed out then. Um, I look, I think by nature of of just where we are, we'll talk about the losers a little bit more because we'll have a chance to talk about the two victors of these games, if not next week, the week after. But we we better touch on the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. My big takeaway is, um, and I criticised him a couple of weeks ago, but Travis Kelsey is back to dominant form. I think he went, Mm. was it 10 for 10 or 11 for 11? Um, That's him, 11 for 11. For 116 yards and a touchdown. His first touchdown, or his only touchdown, a stunning scoop. Um, Mm. And some great catches throughout the the game. Um, And look, sprinkle in Rasheed Rice, who made some really nice plays. And your Marquez Valdez scantling catches to seal it all off. It might be all they need. Because they've looked really good now the last two weeks. And I know, okay, 17 points. It's it's not, you know, something to write home about. But this is a this was a historic Ravens defense they were playing as well. Mm. So I think I think the Chiefs are are in a good way. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's that kind of It's kind of the definition of clutch in that, like, there's been every amount of question mark about the Chiefs this season. Then you throw in, oh, they have to go on the road. They don't go on the road. They've never had to do it. And they've done it. And here they are, AFC champions, heading to the Super Bowl. And it's a, it's a, we'll we get to it obviously next week and, and the week after, but it's a, it's a coin toss Super Bowl for me. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I haven't looked at the spread yet, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll have a guess before I look it up and see if we can land on the the right number. But uh, yeah, I think okay. I one takeaway for the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey being back, and like I said, Yonks before Mahomes and Kelsey are just they're they're going to be an all time duo. I'm um, they're up in that territory already. Um, but another yeah. another takeaway is the defense. It's playing like Steve Spagnola. He gets the defense ready always at the right time. Usually towards the end of the season, they come on strong. But like th- this is, I- I'm so surprised he doesn't get. I'm mean, like he's one of these veteran coaches. Maybe he doesn't want head coach buzz or opportunities. Um, but I'm surprised he's not whispered about it. He's He's done a great job with this defense. Um, mm. Justin Reed, Lejarius Sneed, some great plays throughout the game. And Carl Aftis, I think he was the Chiefs. I'm getting mixed up again. Maybe he wasn't their rookie. Maybe this is his second year as well. But um, some great production out of Carl Aftis. Um Yeah, I think the Chiefs are probably playing 
as well as they have at any point throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's just I think we're all struggling to comprehend the Chiefs in their current iteration, given what they've been. That they're defensively sound and offensively limited. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It's just not something we're familiar with. But you're in a Super Bowl. It's anyone's. Yep. Anyway, I think we uh, we discussed some points there. Uh, maybe there's some meat left on the bone, but sure, look. We're not professionals. Um, we'll move on to our second game, which I think or was... Marketers. Yes. <laughs> um, a lot more thrilling. And I'll confess... I stayed up for the first half, went to bed thinking, you know, I'll get myself a few extra hours of bed before before work in the morning, and I woke up to a surprise result. The Lions fell to the 49ers 31-34. Again, maybe broad takeaways before we launch into some of the more specific nitty-gritty is, well, one for me is... um, Dan Campbell living and dying by his aggressiveness. Yeah. You live by the gun, you lie by the gun. Turned over how many times on downs? Once, uh, four? Twice. Or sorry, three? Twice. Twice. Oh, they went for... You're right. They, they, I think they faced three fourth downs. One just before the half. They, they went for the field goal there. So he actually showed some... Um, conservative ship there and then yeah turnover on downs the subsequent two times yeah both in the second quarter and you take out of those you're going to overtime um yeah particularly particularly the one before the 49ers last touchdown obviously I know the the Lions scored last. But if he'd kicked that, I think it just... Yeah. I. It unfortunately was too aggressive and too serious a moment. I think it... I think, but ultimately, this is what Dan Campbell is, and you can't... You can't be annoyed at the beast when the beast does what the beast thinks. No. Look, this is, and, this is what he is. This isn't mm. somebody who hasn't shown signs of this, you know, being out of character aggressive and um, mm. you know what you were getting 
you know signing up for um although i will say at the time particularly that last attempt that uh when i was watching it not live but uh the morning after i did think that the kick should have been the way to go there um and and i I wouldn't have said you know i would have said look it's dan campbell he's gonna go for it but he did he did kick the field goal prior to the half and i know you know just prior to the half kicking that field goal put them up three scores as um as would have if they had gone for the field goal on the the next fourth down attempt but uh look it's it's that's just his yeah, philosophy it's the got, cornerstone yeah. to his coaching policy they could have been up could have been up 27 10 that's that's the key one for me uh, yeah yeah, as you said, it's his policy. We can't be annoyed. In terms of like key performance, obviously we're going to look at the the quarterback battle. Brock Purdy had a better performance than Jared Goff. That was it. Taylor two halves though. It didn't look like it in the first half, Definitely. but and I think that that's a big vote of confidence for Purdy. It's not that he just won it out or won. It wasn't a shootout. He came back from uh twenty four seven down. Yep, twenty four, twenty four, twenty four seven, yeah, and then yeah, so like that's that's impressive, um, and look, one of the things we should note is that um that bomb he threw to Ayuk, that and Ayuk was being covered yeah, by Kendall Phil. Play. No, um, so look, I think the Niners went down twenty four seven at the half. A perfect game from them wasn't going to be enough. They had to rely on some magnitude of implosion by the Lions. And everything went wrong for the Lions. That play included where mm. Kindle Vildor uh, was covering Ayuk and nearly made an excellent play for an interception, but couldn't get his hands right. It bounced off his face mask. And I think most receivers would have fell down where Ayuk kept his balance and was in the perfect position to catch that and and hold on to it and I think Christian McCaffrey ran it in um yeah, thereafter. Or did Ayuk score a touchdown on that one? It's irrelevant, I suppose. But uh, yeah. I think that play where it to happen in a Super Bowl is up there with the David Tyree Helmet catch. Uh it's a otherworldly play. You're right. I think that was a again. Play. Again, the Lions probably moved off the run game too soon. When they have such a a dominant running game as well, up that by that score. Yeah, you look at the running stats. The Niners have significantly more rushing attempts. Well, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. another good point you bring up. Um, the two failed fourth downs by the Lions. Now, it should be noted that the first one um, should have been completed. A completed pass to Josh Reynolds, who dropped it and had two awful drops. Um, but both passes, when the Lions were ru- averaging seven yards per carry. So, as you say... They went away from the rushing game, possibly when 
they could have relied on it most. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, look I, I think it is going to be a what if season for the Lions. Ultimately, like it's the best playoff run they've had in a long time. They are probably going to lose their offensive coordinator very shortly. Arguably the best in the competition. Uh, yeah, without question. Um, and I think we'll probably post or yeah post Super Bowl we'll have a look at the head coach coordinator landscape. But even the Ravens, I think um, Mike McDonald, their DC, and Denard Wilson, their secondary position coach, they look likely to be poached. So these teams, you know, they mightn't you pay the price. they mightn't find it so easy to get back. Mm. Um, and so we better we better yeah. also give some props to the San Francisco 49ers yeah like obviously we got our uh, our stereotypical Christian McCaffrey touchdown yep. post it must be very easy for the NFL admin on Twitter when the 49ers are playing they can obviously have that draft save Saved. You got to talk about Brock Purdy here. I think the whole game manager thing has to go out the window at this stage. Like, there's some exceptional plays, some exceptional scramble plays. I think this fella's a lot, a, a little bit more than just a, a game manager. I think he's proven himself. I know he has an ensemble around him of incredibly talented players. But when you look at their stat sheet, Debo obviously the key man, eight receptions, eight nine yards. Christian McCaffrey did bits, twenty carries, ninety yards, two touchdowns. Get that. George Kittle two receptions, twenty seven yards. He had a quiet day. And then obviously Brandon Ayuk obviously with the other touchdown, but he only had three receptions for sixty eight yards. One of which was that free play we we talked about. It was a huge chunk of his yardage as well. It's true. It felt felt like he was a lot more impactful than three receptions, as you say, Debo kind of paving that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just think I think Kyle Shannon has, has his guy, and I think if we're brutally honest, it's it's deser- they're deserving. They're not. I know as Philadelphia fans, we probably have a bit of a sore spot when it comes to San Francisco, but in the attempts of journalistic integrity. You're talking about a side that's been to four NFC Championship games in the last five years. Now to their second Super Bowl. It's not how we would describe it in the traditional sense, but it's 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 a it's almost like a titleless dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was there's been um, a quarterback switch in that time as well. So it's it's yes. not as if there's been a linchpin at quarterback. I think um, Brock Purdy, as you said, is has proven he's more than just a a game manager. But yeah, they've shown the ability to adapt. And look, you could turn around, you could argue, but Jimmy G got them there. But if you look at Jimmy G's stats, Jimmy G was oh, I think he'd something like twenty throw attempts between the Super Bowl and the. NFC Championship game, something outrageous like that. Uh, this is, oh, I think, we have to kind of give 
Brock Purdy his flowers at this stage. Um, we have to give Kyle Shanahan his. Well, look, if he he already has got his flowers, his flowers. Um. But it's a fascinating matchup. It is. Um, For this, and just yeah. look, I I think yeah, it's fine to compliment Brock Purdy, but it is it's also fine to say he does have that ensemble. Even some of the the lesser characters on that team. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, I think he's a very underrated piece. He had an excellent sideline catch, um, like mm. art. And then Jawan Jennings on like a late pass, tipped pass over the middle, made a really key one-handed catch. Like even the third and fourth, I know Kyle Juszczyk is going to be the, the first fullback on the team, but he's probably the third running back after McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell. And then Jawan Jennings. Yeah. So it's it's the the lower strings that still make those contributions. Yeah. Look now. Look, you, you look at those those some of those players you mentioned. Jawan Jennings only made one reception. It was a key yeah. one, but he made one reception. I. That's um, enough. Yeah. Look. Yeah. You look. You look through his twenty, his twenty receptions. It's. It's fairly well spread out. Like Debo is the man who's Keeley, stats wise, and Christian McCaffrey, um, from Russian. But Brock Purdy is more Russian, um, Russian carries than than Elijah Mitchell. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I fully comprehend comprehend what you're saying, that. and two things can definitely be true at once. But I think we need to acknowledge he's not a game manager. He's look, take him out of San Francisco. He's not bringing a side to a Super Bowl. I don't believe. Um, it is a combination of the two, but he's not. I I would say he's probably Baker's level. Um, in a vacuum, yeah, possibly, maybe. Physically, he's not as talented, but like I think as a passer, like his timing with his receivers is impeccable. His accuracy is really good, and I just think I think his smaller frame is it kind of lends to him because he's very he's he's underestimated when it comes to bailing out of the pocket and picking up the first downs like as you said he had um 48 yards rushing but it didn't feel like that it felt mm. like more um and that's mm. not counting the important first downs he picked up i think i think a lot of that is though, like a lot of his Russian yards came from bouncing out of sacks. What would be that's that? that's true. Yeah, there were some some poor finishes on on would be sacks. Mm. Um, but there you go. I think for the most part, I think the Lions probably. Well, it's hard to say they played better because they they played atrocious football in that second half. Um, as you say, dropped passes. Uh, J- Jair Gibbs or is it Jameer Jameer Gibbs um, his fumble at the 25 yard line uh, and dropped past by Amon Ross St. Brown it really did all just come together in a a cluster I think we're PG now so I won't finish that phrase um, a disaster a disaster <laughs> I look, I think as as cliche as it is, it probably was the ultimate game of two hours. Yes, yes. Um, 
And for all the 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 lead that the Lions built up, they just could not withstand that momentum shift. And if I think if you ever want to, if somebody argues that momentum doesn't exist in sport, this is a game you point to, because I think mm-hmm. like at, at some point the momentum just shifted and nothing was going right for for Detroit. I think it was the first failed fourth down conversion of the second half. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that's that, guys. Um, look, two great games, and they're they're wor- I've watched them both back today. They're worth watching back, not the full iterations. I watched the forty minute iterations. I probably would have watched them in full again. What do you think the uh, the, the spread time. is now for the Super Bowl in two weeks' time? In Las Vegas, I would make it that the 49ers favorites by three points the 49ers are favorites by one point okay. not too far off okay. particularly for a not too far neutral field it's not the fact that we we didn't have a don't really have any kind of injury concerns I thought that might maybe one or two the fact it's I know it's Kansas, so it's not it's it's the Midwest, but it is a still a West Coast team playing on the West mm. Coast. So, are those are key factors. But yeah, I think I think teams kind of basically survived without any massive injuries. I think Charles Omenehu went off injured for the Chiefs, um, and I know CJ GJ kind of pulled a blindside block on Debo Samuel in the first half, um, got penalised for it, um, I th- or Debo Samuel obviously came back and had his, but I, I think they've escaped injury for the most part. So it's it's a fairly healthy Super Bowl matchup. Mm. With two weeks of rest for your older pieces. Yes, Alec Kelsey. Alec Kelsey and Trent um, Williams. Look, it could be a, could be a really good game. I think a lot of jokes about not being the the matchup that anybody wanted, but it still should be a, a decent game. Yeah, look, it's still Super Bowl Sunday. Look, I just think people would have liked to have seen one of the other sides in it. Um, ultimately, Baltimore line Detroit would have been an interesting matchup because we haven't yes, yeah, yeah. had that matchup two or three years ago already so it's like ultimately the matchup is the same as the 20 the 2019 season so it would have been February of 2020 just before COVID and the only difference is Kansas are a little bit less firepowered offensively a little bit better defensively and San Francisco are now obviously guided by Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey to mm. be fair but what else has really changed kind of four years on so I do get the the premise that it's not the most attractive on paper but I think it should be it's, it should be a good game and it's it's a Super Bowl Sunday so and you don't get to a Super Bowl unless you're a good side so. true I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere did you? yeah yeah was it in my diary? some 
some interesting tidbits in there, all right. It's Paris and don't publish them. Um, yeah, look, I think. Well, uh, let's decide just very quickly. Are we going to do an episode prior to the Super Bowl? If not, let's make let's just pick a, a winner now. Okay. Well, let's pick a winner now in case. Okay, something happens. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Okay. And I'm going to root for the 49ers as Disgusting. well. Disgusting. And I know what you I know you'd say that, but I, I believe Kyle Shanahan probably deserves Super Bowl. And I would like to see Christian McCaffrey win a Super Bowl. Hard to argue against that now. I don't care for anyone else, but I would like to see those two men, those two men get their fruits. Mm-mm. All right. That's my reasons. That'll tie us up nicely there in a little bow. Yeah. Well, I think that's all for me. That's all for me. Thank you. And guten Tag. Exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs.